Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shtib and Zang show, episode 60. In today's episode, we are once again talking about the next upcoming UFC Vegas fight. UFC Vegas 49 is on Makashev mm-hmm. versus Bobby Green. Um, then we're going to be talking to NHL, Calgary Flames winner of 10 straight, as well as the Habs. Finding a swagger back, according to Martin St. Louis. But before we jump into that, roll it! Welcome back to the Stephen Zang Show. Uh, like we said, episode 60, Eric. UFC Vegas 49, Islam Makashev versus Bobby Green happening this Saturday. Uh, this was supposed to be a main event headline by Makashev and Benel Beriush, uh, but he had to come out with an injury. He stepped down just very similar to Islam's last fight versus Dan Hooker, where I forget who stepped down, but Dan, uh, Dan Hooker stepped up. And uh, it's similar here, nobody's, uh, nobody's wanting to fight Islam Makashev. Eric, uh, he's coming in as a big favorite. Almost uh, Bobby Green is almost an 8-to-1 odd Favor or uh, underdog here. That's a huge, huge uh, point spread. Uh, but Islam Makashev under 900 favorite. Bobby Green plus 550 to be your underdog. Islam is the number four contender in the lightweight division. Bobby Green not ranked in the top 10. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting fight, obviously, Eric. Uh, some of these Vegas main events haven't been the best main events haven't been you know highlighted or showcased mm-hmm. with some of the good best fighters or you know just good fights in general unfortunately Benel Darius that would have been a good fight would have had a lot of uh impact in the lightweight division but uh Bobby Green Eric coming off a win at UFC 271 which was February 12th uh versus Nazrat Hawk uh, Parast um that's a big win for him and now Bobby Green uh, stepping up because nobody else in division wanted to. He called them out, saying they're a bunch of bitches and stuff like that. Uh, because you know it's true, nobody wants to step up and fight Islam and put that their record on the line or they're standing on the line. And so uh, Bobby Green steps up, and uh, this is going to be uh, an interesting bout. I feel like or uh, one sided. I'm kind of feeling more more of that actually uh wow before let's uh, before i give my take eric the fans want to know your take about uh this fight uh islam makshev versus bobby green obviously islam's a huge favorite but are you giving bobby green a chance okay so okay this is how i see it i know it's hard to be like okay bobby green's got a chance but realistically bobby does have a decent chance if you look at his history and who's he who's he's fought especially last three fights so last three fights, uh, last fight he fought Nazrat, beat Nazrat. Dan Hooker also fought Nazrat before Islam. He beat Nazrat too, right? And Dan Hooker. Um, before that he fought Alan Quinta, got the knockout, uh, the TKO, I guess. Yep. Big win for him. And then even before that, he he fought Rafael Fiziev. Rafael lost, but I watched the fight multiple times. Um, it was a three rounder. To be honest, I know Bobby Green won the third round 100. percent so the first two rounds were really close. And realistically, if you look throughout, if, if you judge a score of the, the fight, just by watching the fight, you'll Bobby Green won the fight. But if you scored by round, you could be like, okay, Fizia probably won two out of three. But that, that just shows um, Bobby Green, obviously he's a vet now and Fizia was up and coming. And realistically, like in, in, in a real fight, I believe he beat uh, Fizia, who's 
an up uh, up and coming fighter, and uh, Fizio is fighting Desanos, I believe, um, in in the next card, and he's a huge favorite against Desanos, which is kind of crazy because Desanos was the one that was supposed to fight Islam, um, and he was also supposed to fight Dan Hooker. Was uh, that the one? Was it? Do- oh yeah, it was Dosanos. He's right. That was supposed to fight Islam. Yeah, he so stepped out. Dan Hooker exactly. steps up. Yeah, exactly. So Bobby Green's not far off all of these people, right? So he obviously right now he's not even ranked, but the, the, the competition he's faces and the, the thing with Bobby Green is most of his losses they're all like split decision, you know, like mm-hmm. they're really decision. close fights. He, he's not getting knocked out. And uh, especially it, I, I like to see because everyone knows how we've talked about how good Islam for years. Well, not years, but like, not years, but maybe but you like, years but on the show. But like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you watch like last year's, Last year we were talking about Islam already, right? Yeah. Um, we we're talking about him and what he can do, right? Yeah. And we know how good his wrestling is. He hasn't really shown the striking. Uh, he's he said in the press conference he's he's probably not going to show that off. Yeah, he's going to stick to the plan, wrestle someone, get them tired, and then uh, try and finish them. So hey, it's, it's, it works. So nothing wrong with it. But Bobby Green's not the type of guy. He he hasn't been finished in a while, and um, obviously. We'll probably talk about, like, uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but yeah. uh, his wrestling background, right? Bobby Green has his wrestling yeah. background. Islam kind of shook it off. He's like, yeah, I'm wrestling. everyone has a wrestling background. Bobby days, Green, for those wondering, it was wrestling in his sophomore year at A.B. Miller High School in California. That's where he kind of got the roots of his wrestling yeah. game. But yeah, but uh, yeah, keep it going. Yeah, Islam, so- everyone wrestles. Exactly, exactly. Everyone wrestles. Like uh, we talked about it before, like even Gaethje, they yep. said he was but- – Realistically, most I'd say like I don't know what the, the specific stat, but I, I think over like thirty percent of UFC fighters start from wrestling, right? A lot of them start with wrestling and then they they move because it it's the foundation. Yeah, once you have uh, wrestling down, like you, you can do most mostly everything. So um, the thing with Bobby is, um, I, I realistically I don't think he's gonna win this fight, but if he could put up. Go, uh, a good fight you know like i think he's gonna put up a good fight i don't think it's gonna be easy work it, i just hope it doesn't look like the dan hooker fight because that that was just too <laughs> quick you know i just hope yeah. he puts up a bit more of a battle because if you if you look at Bo- like uh, uh bobby green's life i i've been watching and like uh reading up about his life like this guy's been through a lot right so he's ha- he's, he's got that fighter in his mentality um he has like he, it's it's kind of surprising that he's not that big of a a, a star yet because this guy's story and just everything about him and his character is like he this guy he could be a star, you know. So um I, I find nice the UFC is pushing him now, right? But he's he's still unranked, which is kind of weird. But hey, he's he's a good fighter. He, if if you watch his fights, hands down, you know, he's got that style, hands down, just poking at you, you know. So he's a really good fighter. Um and I just hope in this fight he'll be able to show that. He, 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 he could be like a top 10 fighter in yeah. the lightweight division, you know? But you think Islam's winning submission? Um, he, Either submission or decision, right? So uh, I, I think... That's interesting. That's interesting. Decision, would I think, is rare with Islam. Because I look at this and, like, you, you got Islam Makhshev and, you know, I watched him in the Dan Hooker fight and, you know, I haven't watched much of Islam uh, but the Dan, Dan Hooker fight uh, showed me a lot about how good his wrestling is. You know, Dagestan, he's got Khabib in his corner. He's training with Khabib. Um, and so, Matt, when I look at this fight, it's honestly, it's a lose-lose for Islam. It's a lose-lose for Islam, and it's a win-win for Bobby Green. 
Let me tell you why. Is on Marcus Shever is on a nine fight win streak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Khabibus stated to the or you know to the press he deserves a title shot. Whoever wins nine fights in a row, ten fights in a row, I don't care against who deserves a title shot. Now, obviously, us UFC fans, we have a little different opinion. You know, the the, the type of fighters, the 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 ranking of fighters he's fighting. He hasn't fought any guys, not many guys in the the top ten or top five even at all. So um, it's it's just the 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 track record of people he's fighting. Does that warrant him a title shot if he beats Bobby Green? No, I don't think so. If he beats Bobby Green, you know, uh, I don't think he gets the next title shot at all because just about, you know, the people he's been fighting are not as skilled in the, or ranked as high. And so this is why it's a lose. You know, if he wins, he won't get that title shot. Uh, and if he loses, he, he'll, he'll, you know, he loses all that hype and you'll drop in the standing. For Bobby Green, it's a win-win. You know, he, this is a catchweight fight. He just fought February 12th. Nobody stepped up for Makashev. So now Bobby Green's stepping up. So now he kind of has that, you know, uh, that not that well, people are rooting for him. Um, and, and and so if he ends up losing against Makashev, which I think is most likely, people are going to be like, well, you know, or even Bobby Green will be like, listen, I stepped up. I didn't have that much training. I just fought. I just came off a win. I had to cut weight, uh, you know, so whatever, I, you know, uh, I did what I could, but. At the end of the day, it's not like people are going to be like, oh, well, Bobby, you know, like, oh, this is embarrassing or whatever. People are going to understand about what he's been through recently this past week. And if he wins, which I would think be like terrible, honestly, why would like Bobby Green, if he beats Islam and jumps into the top 10, it's just like, I don't want Bobby Green to be the next contender for the UFC belt. I want Islam Makashev to be the contender for the next uh, next belt. So then, uh, yeah. And now Bobby Green, you know, he's talking. He's gonna he's gonna walk in there. He's gonna punch Islam Makhachev because you know nobody else has ever thought of that, Eric. Nobody else has ever thought I'm gonna punch his. You know, I'm gonna go out there and punch Islam Makhachev. You know, people are calling Bobby Green this gangster. Gonna walk into the octagon like a gang. Like, come on, everybody says that. Uh, I'm gonna go out and p- knock Islam Makhachev out because what else can you do? Really, like if you heard Islam Makhachev's coaching staff, uh, they literally said, "You are not gonna beat this guy through decision." Okay, you're either going to lose by a submission or you're going to knock him out. That's the only way you can beat him, by a knockout. And like you said, Bobby Green, not a big knockout artist. Uh, Ally Quinta was a recent knockout. I don't know how many years. But um, so that's, 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 uh, that's how I see it going down. Uh, Islam Makhachev, man, uh, Bobby Green does have that background uh, in wrestling. I just don't know how long he can withstand the takedown attempts because the thing about takedown attempts and what we saw with Justin Gaethje versus Khabib, right? Gaethje has great wrestling background, right? He's a two-time state champ at his uh, in, in back at, at his old high school, uh, Division One All American in Northern Colorado, right? He has the wrestling background, and you saw against Khabib, his focus, Eric, a hundred percent of his focus wasn't on striking, like you know, against Michael Chandler, let's say, right? Where it's just you know, we are going to punch, we're going to punch each other in the fucking face. He had to have like. He had to uh, have a uh, concentration on Khabib taking him down, right? So he's not able to focus 100% on how am I going to get close to him or how am I going to hurt this guy, right? Because he's worrying about his takedown defense. It's the same thing with Bobby Green. He, his focus is going to have to be spread out between, okay, I got to punch Islam Makhachev, right? Because, yeah, maybe if I punch him in the eye, it'll start to swell. Or if I punch him in the nose real good, I can maybe hurt him or break it, whatever, Um but then his other focus is going to be like, well, I can't be taken to the ground because if I if I get taken down once, that could be it for me. 
It could be the fight, you know? Oh, here comes Islam. Oh, he takes down Bobby Green. Oh, and he's getting on top of Ed. Islam, rear naked choke. And that's the fight right there. And so it's just, I don't see how Bobby Green can win this fight unless uh, he goes out there, uh, energized round one, and just starts swinging for Islam because he cannot let this drag on to multiple rounds because Islam will carry the points from round one. You know, he'll take him down. He'll get those technical points uh, on the ground. And so the only way for me, Bobby Green, is he will have to knock Islam Makashev out. He will have to because he won't win by decision. Um, so we will have to knock. So it'll have to be a round one. He's going to really have to hurt him bad in round one. I'm telling you, he can't get tired. If he wastes his time, if he takes too much time and the rounds keep going, he's going to get tired. He's going to get taken out. He's going to get submitted. So he's got to go out there round one and freaking kick Makashev's ass, which I don't think is going to happen. Um, like you said, Makashev, he doesn't even have to strike. We haven't seen, you know, I looked at Makashev's recent fights. He has like a knockout KO, I think. Um, I think that was seven fights ago. And so everything else is submissions, right? He hasn't shown that striking part of his game. And why does he have to? You're right. He doesn't have to do that. He could, he could freaking keep training with the striking and use that and sneak attack whoever in the top five, whatever, when, it, that, when that time comes. And people are like, oh my God, Makashev is striking. Like, uh, holy. Um, you know, because Khabib wasn't the biggest striker, but he could still throw hands, Khabib, right? Mm -hmm. With his, you know, overhands the amount of times he you know how many times he shot the overhands and he ducked his head and stuff like that and makashev can do the same thing and it could surprise people but he won't have to do that against bobby green it's simple like the plan like you said he's going to take bobby green to the ground uh to the ground and he's, he's going to take him out so i have islam makashev beating bobby green eric uh this is where it gets interesting though what round will he do it in <laughs> when is he going to yeah. submit bobby green um and so uh it's interesting um bobby green like you said he won his two fights, loss versus Rafael Fiziev, loss versus Thiago Moises, who also got submitted by Khabib. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a rear naked choke in the fourth, or not Khabib, sorry, Islam Makhshev in the fourth round. Mm. And so uh, he lost to those two guys, Eric, and they are not as skilled as Makhshev. They don't have his skill talent. So that's where I'm kind of worried. Like, you know, he's just, mm. he lost to two guys and now he's facing an even better version of them. Yeah. And so uh, I don't, I really don't have time. Like he could go out there and maybe hurt Makhshev, but. Uh, you're going to have to knock him out. And so, uh, especially Khabib in the corner there, the Dagestan connection. It's going to be, he's going to, you know, Makhachev's going to take him down near Khabib, right on the fence. And Khabib is yeah. going to be telling him what to do, basically. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, Makhachev, Eric, some, uh, some of the odds here. Makhachev to win by a submission, which is the most, um, uh, what am I looking for? Uh, is the most realistic way of ending this fight under 110 odds of a submission win bobby green for a knockout eric plus 750 so obviously uh it's not expected but you know if uh if you're gonna believe bobby green wins this fight you are believing he is going to knock out islam makashev okay yeah. do not believe do not think he is going to go decision win they are not going to it's a five round main event he will not make it to the end if he doesn't knock islam makashev out early so uh, Bobby Green plus 750. This is all on Ben. Yeah. Don't sleep on Bobby Green. He's he's got cardio. He's, he always goes these uh these long fight balls. No, I know. three rounds, but um it, it's very unrealistic unrealistic that he he will win. By but that, what I'm saying is if he wants to go to and, and you know he's like his plan is like okay I'll try and win by decision. Yeah, sure his cardio and he'll be able to stand. But how many takedown attempts is he gonna stop? Right. Yeah. He could get up, which is rare though. We haven't seen many people. You know get up from a 
but he, you know, it, it can happen. He can get off the takedown, but how many times will he get taken down? How many times will Makashev get, you know, how many points will he get from on the ground, just beating the yeah. shit out of him and stuff like that. It's just, if they go to a decision, there's no way Bobby green will have more points scored than Islam Makashev. No, there's no, no chance. That, that's fair. Cause the thing, okay. The thing with this fight is we don't, we don't even have to analyze it too long, you know, cause it's- Eric, our fight analysis might take longer than the actual fight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just, there's, so- no, there's no really point of analyzing this fight. Cause this how I see it. it's it's literally just uh they, they threw Bobby Green at uh, at Islam because no one else wanted to fight Islam and no. and Bobby Green's like, okay I'll take the fight and then um I, I know you were talking about how um uh is Islam shouldn't fight for the title after this. I don't think he deserves a title shot the, after this. The thing is uh even though it's not his fault. But but but, but he can't do okay. Khabib had a similar path too. So Khabib when he was coming up, no one wanted to fight him too. So before he got his title shot, the only people he beat before his title shot, before he beat Ali Quinta, was he beat Edson Barboza and Michael Johnson, who really realistically aren't even that good fighters. And I could see it's pretty similar with um, uh, you can see Michael Johnson, Edson Barboza, Dan Hooker, yeah. and uh, Bobby Green. Like those aren't that off each other. So I feel like Islam's following a, a similar step. And uh, the thing is, no one wants to fight Islam. If it's not a title fight, you know, no one yeah. wants to be forced to fight Islam. They rather just go for the title or if Islam has a title, they want to like, no one wants to fight him before that. So it's because it's, it's a lose lose. If you fight Islam before yep. that, you know, you know, you're not even fighting for the title. And then even if you beat him, you gotta, you gotta win again. Like, because people know he's, he's probably the best fighter in the division, right? He's better than Charles Oliveira. So there's no point of actually fighting him. And the thing with Bobby Green too is, he most likely won't win this fight, but I feel like if he does, he'll be able to have like that Hori Masvidal push where Hori before he was like a journeyman basically. So he he he'd, very similar like he he, he 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 the fight would they'd go to decision he'd he'd either win or lose by split decision like very close fights and then he beat Darren Till he beat Cerrone you know and then he and then he beat Ben Askren and then he went on a roll. But I don't think Bobby Green's gonna be able to get this push because Islam's on a different level. Yeah. But yeah. And I'm looking at the standings, and you're actually you might be right. Like Justin Gaethje's getting his shot versus Oliveira. Dustin yeah. just mm-hmm. lost his shot. He might go. Yeah. I don't even know if he's going to continue fight. Well, he wants to fight, but he wants to fight yeah. welterweight, right? Yeah, so like Nate Diaz or something. But now Darius out with an injury. Okay, so Islam is fourth. You got Michael mm-hmm. Chandler, who you know who's always going to be an entertaining fighter, but yeah. he's, he's got a, Ferguson. He's yeah, Ferguson. yeah, yeah. Tony Seven. So yeah, you might like. I'm looking at these standings here. And if he wins, Gaethje loses. Dustin's not going to get another. Benel's not going to get another shot. Or he's not going to get the next one. So, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, actually could be Islam Makashev after beating Bobby Green to be the next one after uh, Charles Oliveira versus Gaethje. Because, man, I don't see anyone right now who deserves a title shot. Exactly. Like, Benel Darius could have had that shot if he stayed injured and beat uh, Islam Makashev. But... Yeah, Islam Akshay, 10 fights in a row. You might be right. I might take that back. He could get the title shot. And I don't care. Like, people might, even if he gets the title, people might criticize that. Well, he doesn't deserve it. I'm all for it. If he gets a yeah. title, like, I, I, I was saying, I don't think he'd get a title shot no, just because fair, of, yeah. you know, but I want him to get a title shot because yeah. I love guys who just run the division and, you know, are just a, 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 a phantom or um, a boogeyman and nobody wants yeah. to fight them. I love those yeah. guys. So, yeah. you know, if nobody wants to step up, people have chances to step up, man. People had chance like freaking Bobby Green is ranked. I looked at his rank. He's ranked 20th or something like that in the lightweight division. There's guys in this top 10, Eric, who 
could have who could have jumped up top 15 who could have jumped up or but yeah. bobby green entertained fire big uh you know he's got the name and stuff like that yeah. and so um man t- tony ferguson Raphael is gonna fight yeah you're right like there is he could be the next one he should yeah and i would love that because he would win he'd beat the Olivera, well i mean it depends if gaethje wins like that'd be an entertaining fight gaethje islam yeah. Uh, but I think like Khabib would just, you know, he's been there before. He let him know the uh, yeah. the way. But uh, yeah. So Islam Akshay, you're right, could beat this, win this fight, and then go gun it for the title. So yeah. um, that would be really interesting to see. And so um, I think yeah, we both have Islam Makhachev in this fight, yeah. um, and it's going to be a sub for me, a submission win. Uh, go on bet online. If you're going to want to bet, go to bet online. That's really where I can only find the player props for this fight. Um, I wouldn't bet. You could bet on him winning by submission. It's under 110 value. So you're not really going to, you really have to put money down to make money, but really look at victories in the specific round, round one, plus 275, round two, plus 375, round three, plus 600. It's not expected to go the distance right here. That's what it's saying. Yeah. Round four, plus 850, round five, plus, uh, 1600. So, I'm really looking at round one, two, and three. Yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah. the fight, I don't, I don't expect it to go past three. Um, I expect it to, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he beats yeah. him in round one, right? I yeah. wouldn't like, I wouldn't like shock Dan Hooker, you know, like Dan Hooker and then, you know, Kimura like or Rear Naked yeah. Choke. Like, I would not yeah. be surprised. So I, I can't tell you where I think this fight's going to end, really. Uh, it's just those three rounds plus 275, 375, plus 600. Um, honestly, the safest one is probably round two, plus 375 to 100 plus more uh, chan- or odds. Uh, better, uh, so you can make my, uh, money better odds in round two than round one. Yeah. And it could happen. Round two is very plausible that it happens. You know, round one, uh, it could be, you know, a round where they kind of uh, see each other out. I know Islam's not going to want to do it. He's going to want to end the fight right away. But Bobby Green, with that background in wrestling, uh, he could just prolong that round to reach the second round, and that's when Islam kind of takes over. So yeah. I'm looking at round two really well. Round three plus 600 is actually it could be a great bet as well. Um, so look at those three rounds uh, when you're looking to bet betonline.com. Uh, and yeah, it's going to be an entertaining Saturday. Anytime Islam fights, you got to watch. You have to watch yeah. Islam fight because some yeah. of the freaking stunts he pulls, man. That Dan yeah. Hooker Kimura was just. Yeah. I felt bad for Dan Hooker. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Because people uh, don't like to watch wrestling, really. But if if it's like domination wrestling, like some of those are fun yeah. to watch. You know, just like like down. So uh, Kimev versus the uh, Li Jinglong. Uh, yeah, the Leech. Yeah. yeah, the Leech. Yeah, that's his name. Uh, like that was. Like, yeah, his what was it like? No, that that was the Kimura. I forget what he did. I think it was just a rear naked choke or something. Rear I naked choke, yes. Yeah, Chimab and just... then yeah, yeah. And so those are entertaining. I love those. I love the first round subs, like submissions, yeah. even first round knockouts. But we won't be seeing a knockout unless Makhachev gets knocked out. But anyway, Islam Makhachev by submission. Pick your round, whatever your heart's telling you. That's what the, you should go with. I'm really looking at round two, maybe round three, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends around one. Anyway. Moving on from UFC, uh, Eric, to the NHL, where the Calgary Flames, after acquiring Tyler Toffoli, are still winning games and are still on a hot streak. Oh my, are you glitched? Eric's glitched. Eric. Uh... All right, another Eric Zhang uh, freeze. Uh, we have to deal with it sometimes. It's pretty casual at this point. But uh, Calgary Flames are, like I was saying before their whole screen went to, to gelé. Um, the Calgary Flames are first in the Pacific, winners of 10 straight 
um, are, are hot right now and are in the conversation now. They added Tyler to Foley, are in the conversation for cup contender, Eric. When we had our what quarter through the quarter into the season episode when we were talking about the teams and who we thought yeah. would drop off and stuff. I was a critic of the Calgary Flames, uh, of the of the trap, the Daryl Sutter trap. I'm not a fan of it. It's boring hockey. I didn't think like that team could do anything in the playoffs. And now here they are, a deep team. Uh, just I still think I'll, I'll stand by it. They're not winning the cup. They're gonna lose in the playoffs um, by a better team, a more skilled team. Uh, even though this is a deep team, mark my words, the Calgary Flames are not winning anything this year and i don't know why i'm so critical of the flames eric they're in the west they're in alberta they're not even in the east but i don't know i just hate the trap i hate the trap eric pisses me off watching the cap like the calgary flames are fun now watching them right because there's like they're scoring and they're winning but last year even at the beginning of this year the boring hockey um you know they are lucky johnny goudreau's having a bounce back season that's huge a lot of guys having great seasons and eric my god the calgary flames might have the best first line in hockey. Might have the best first line in hockey. And you froze again. And so Goudreau, Lindholm, Kachuk, Eric, uh, that first line, we know Boston Bruins, well, they had the f- best first line in hockey a long time. Patrice Bergeron, Marshawn, David yeah. Pasternak, Colorado, they got Nathan McKinnon, Landis Skog, ranting it. But man, the way this first line has been playing the stretch uh, of hockey, uh, it's up there. It's definitely up there in the top five. Lindholm transitioned. I think he was a winger when they first got him or could have been a center. I could be wrong. Um I remember him playing the wing in Calgary, but Sean Monaghan has just totally fallen off the face of the earth. Just yeah. like he had a 78, he had an 80 point season one year yeah. and the guys dropped off. So he's dropped to their third line now. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Toffoli playing with him, maybe, you know, trying to spark him, get him going with Milan Lucic, Toffoli's former teammate in LA. Um, yeah, Gujo Lindholm, Kachuk, Manjapani, Backlund, Blake Coleman. Just Eric, you got to give credit where credit is due. Obviously, Johnny Goudreau, uh, 64 points, 49 games, bounce back season. But Eric, you got to give credit to the general manager, Brad Treleving. I mean, come on. You got to give last year, right? They missed the playoffs. They were expected to be in the playoffs in the North Division. Um, They missed the playoffs. The Calgary fan base, blow it up. Everyone's saying it, blow it up, blow it up, trade a... You know, blow it up, trade who you have to trade and uh, get this team back on on the rails. But guess what he does? Doesn't do that. Doesn't blow it up. Believes in this team. Goes into free agency. Adds Blake Coleman. I mean, I was critical of that signing. Six years, $5 million cap pick. That could hurt them down the, down the road, obviously. It's it's working now. Blake Coleman was one of the key factors in Tampa Bay winning, winning the cup. Him and Barclay Goudreau, right? Having yep. people are using the Tampa Bay scheme right now on, and trying to win the cup, right? You get two guys, you get, you have your stars up front, of course, and then your whole team is just deep, uh, two-way, hard-checking fours who can kill penalties, right? So Blake Coleman with the Flames, they took him. Barkley Goudreau still with Tampa, or yeah, still with Tampa, I think. But yeah, there, a lot of teams are trying to get that, that, same, uh, that same scheme. You see with Arturi Lekin and Eric, he's going to get traded. You know why? Because teams want a uh, responsible two-way forward in their bottom six, uh, who can kill penalties, uh, you know, who can, you know, Arturi Leck is not the biggest scorer. He has a great shot and stuff, and maybe on a different team could have opportunities. But teams are doing what the Tampa Bay Lightning have done and, you know, what led them to winning these cups. They are stacking up 
uh, on defensive reliable forwards that they can put in their bottom six and kill penalties. So Blake Coleman, huge addition, working out really well right now for the Calgary Flames. And Gabranson, uh, they signed him to a one-year deal, death defenseman, having a pretty solid season. So um, they're a deep forward core right now. Jacob Markstrom, one of the best goaltenders this year in the league, right? Um, their defense are playing pretty well. However, is their defense good enough to win a Stanley mm-hmm. Cup? That's, that's their missing piece. Is uh, is that top four uh, defenseman? And you you know, you think about this team, Eric, and you know, it reminds me a lot of the St. Louis Blues that won the Cup in 2019, right? Same is kind of the same. Uh, same, like if you look at Brad Treliving and Doug Armstrong, pr- practically did the same thing. Doug Armstrong, St. Louis Blues, 2019, Eric. Remember they started off shit, bottom of the league. Uh, people are like trading. They're gonna freaking trade everyone. They're gonna trade everyone. They're gonna let yeah. Bowmeister go. They're gonna. I forget who they're going to trade. They're going to trade people, though. Kept yeah. it together, calls up Jordan Bennington, and then they go win the cup. So it's kind of the same thing here. Not very much. You know, it reminds me of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, heavy decor, big decor, uh, but they still need a top four guy. They need a top four guy. And guess what? Montreal has that top four guy, Ben Schrott. You know, you, we already traded Tyler Toffoli. Brad Trelevin, come knocking again. Can use His phone's always on, man. His phone, he sits in that office, nine to five, with that phone dialed in, Staring at it, staring at if you're waiting for teams to go, Ben Sherrod, what do you want for him? You know, Ben Sherrod, Ben Sherrod, Jeff Petrie. Anyway, they could get a guy like Ben Sherrod, top four. Yeah. You know, he is no slouch, great defenseman uh, at an easy $3.5 million cap hit. So uh, they need a top four guy, whether it's Sherrod, whether it's, I don't know, Klingberg, whether it's, uh, I don't know who's available right now on the trade market, but they need a top four guy. And the Flames, man. I won't take them as cup contender, cup favorites, but uh, they'll definitely be in the playoffs, making some noise. Even though they'll no. they'll, they'll lose to a team, I'm gar- I'm guaranteeing they're not making the finals. They will lose to the, you know Vegas. I I still think Vegas, fully healthy, is a better team. I still think Colorado is a better team, and so uh, it's going to be interesting with the Flames. Uh, give credit where credit to Brad Tree Living. Good job this season, even though the guy gets fleeced in trades, Eric. Uh, it's the things that he did do and didn't do, which was not blow it up. So good for Brad Tree Living uh, and the no. Flames. But yeah, anything to say about that? Calgary it, Flames? No, because the only thing with Calgary is for a couple of years now, their main issue was they never found that goaltender. You know, they never had that goaltender. They had, they had Talbot for a bit. They had um, yep. Mike Smith, right? They, they didn't know what was going on there. And then obviously they signed uh, Markstrom. To Markstrom. Pretty, pretty decent contract, you know? Pretty big yep. contract, but Markstrom's a proven goaltender. Top this 10. Because he, he can play those 60 games and see, like, he's that type of goalie that can play heavy, a, a lot of games, workload, you know, so yeah. heavy workload. So, um, and another thing with Calgary, I find is uh, it's kind of weird now because we're talking about their defense, but usually Calgary have always had a really good defensive squad, right? Remember the Giordano, the Hamilton, TJ Brody, TJ Brody, and even uh, Travis Hamnick at one point. That, yep. that was their crew, you know, that was a really solid crew, and then they. All of them, they, they trade Dougie Hamilton, got Noah Hannafin, who's pretty, been pretty decent, um, obviously. But it's kind of weird when Rasmus Anderson is your best defenseman, right? So, yeah, he, he's been good, right? He's been like half a point a game, right? So, but um, he's, he's still pretty young. And I don't know how good this decor is compared to other teams, you know? So you compare them to like St. Louis, but St. Louis actually had like Pitcher Angelo, like 
Um, hey, Bowmeister was still playing Meester, hockey at the time. Yeah, exactly. Man, who else did they have on that uh, blue line? Uh, Pareko, Colton right? Pareko, big yeah. body. It was big body guys. That was exactly, a, that was a recipe. Exactly. And um, obviously, this decor, they, they have a Zadorov, who's pretty big body. Yeah, Gabranson. Um, Gabranson. Chris Tanev. Yeah. So Noah Hannafin's a big guy too. Yeah, Noah Hannafin's a big guy too. So the, the, this team, they're, they're a good team. Uh, the Ford crew, it's kind of crazy. Johnny Goudreau's like, because, you know, he was a superstar and then he like dipped down and then now like, because everyone knows like he could be like this hundred point guy every season. Like he has that potential every season. Remember last year, mm-hmm. um, he was getting some criticism, right? Because um, what was it? How many, what was the number that he hit? And then uh, his co- the coach was like, oh, he, he didn't have a good game or something. I, 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 forgot I forgot what it was. Anyway. I forgot what it was, but Gujo was getting criticized a lot because he, he, he's, he's a superstar of the team, right? So, um, it was a new stick deal. He signed yeah, a new yeah. stick deal. He had to use their yeah. sticks, and he wasn't Literally. playing well with them. No, that's funny though. No, but yeah, but, but yeah, no, but he, he he's been playing good, and the whole team's playing good. And um, I, I like the addition of like Blake Coleman. Uh, they have like the penalty kill is really good because of Coleman. They also yep. have Manjapan, who's a very good um yep. like, penalty kill guy. And Manjapani, obviously, as we predicted, like the numbers are starting to slow down. So, but I don't think his obviously. He he's an like, impactful player, but he has like 25 goals. Yep. Obviously, it, it's definitely a bit inflated, right? Yeah. Uh, so you could probably on average take off like 10 goals <laughs> off. That, you know, so. Yeah, because he started the season fucking on exactly. fire. Exactly. But no, I, the, the team has potential to go very far. But obviously, uh, when it comes to playoffs, it's a lot of you don't know what can happen, and also, um, is this team they they they've never made a deep playoff push since the Inginla days, you know? So we, uh, even the good, the Gujo's never made it far in the playoffs. So we, uh, we just have to see if they'll be able to make yep. that push this year. Listen, I, I, I don't believe they will, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what we have against the flames. I mean, they're a great team. They could yeah. <laughs> make a deep run, but listen, they have a good mix of vets guys who've been to, they just added a Stanley cup champ in Tyler to Foley. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and Lucic has been in the playoffs a bunch. Right. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it's a, there's a good mix. You know, I haven't talked about Oscar Killington for their defense. He's having a great season too, yeah, right? Plus yeah. 25, uh, 20 yeah. something points in 40 games or 30, 40 something games. Mm-hmm. Um, he's having a good season, but they need a guy who with experience who could play top four. I don't know who's going to get bumped down, but uh, like Anderson's having a bounce back season, but what, you know, he could go into the playoffs. Yeah. Guy, guy who has a much playoff playoff experience. Right. And then uh, just fold. And so you, you want you want that top. They need a top four blue liner. And trust me, Brad Treleman knows that he's gonna go get one. Hopefully it's Ben Sherratt. Uh, but anyway, for Ben Sherratt's getting traded anyway. So whoever wants to come first, whoever wants to pay the higher price, I'm all for it. And so uh, it's gonna be fun to watch the Calgary Flames in the playoffs. I'm gonna be cheering on to Foley. Uh, obviously, I don't, I don't know. I even want to Foley to win another cup, but yeah, I don't trust in the Flames. I don't know what I have against the Flames. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that I don't know. I don't know. I look at Daryl Sutter sometimes. I think of the Muppets. You know, it reminds me of a Muppet. Yeah. Just that facial. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's funny. Um, but uh, that tra- I just don't like the trap hockey. It pisses me off. Wait, but yeah, okay, uh, realistically, a trap hockey, obviously. It's so boring. It off, but in the playoffs, it's so. Oh effective. yeah, I mean, come on, Montreal so was so like Montreal in the playoffs didn't do the trap. Uh, but man, if you're a Toronto fan, you must be like, holy shit! Like Matthews and Marner just 
shut down against Sherratt and Weber, who just those cross checks on the back. They had their own system. And in the playoffs, what did Montreal do so well? Scoring on the rush, right? They're the best team in the playoffs scoring on the rush. That's how they scored their goals. And so in the playoffs, that's what they're doing. They bring the puck from their own end up the ice and score there. That's how they had so much success. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the Canadians, Eric, because yeah. You know, we just talked about the Flames, and we're done with them. Uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be interesting. Huge trade deadline. It's gonna be a very interesting mm -hmm. trade deadline this year, especially since my my team is going to be selling. Uh, but the Montreal Canadiens, Eric, more specifically, a uh, Cole Caulfield. Uh, Cole Caulfield, Eric might have found his swagger back. Uh, according to Martin Tang, St. Louis swagger, Eric, is not cockiness. It's believing in yourself, feeling good mm -hmm. about what's going on right now, and. You can you could say the Canadians have their swagger. Cole Caulfield, six games played, five goals, three assists, eight points. I mean, playing the first line, Eric. Caulfield, Suzuki, Josh Anderson. Obviously, you need a guy to protect Suzuki and Caulfield. And Josh Anderson is playing great with them. Um, I mean, Martin St. Louis, Eric, I have no clue if he's going to be the coach next year. Uh, I don't know how long this rebuild is going to be, right? Is it going to be a long, extensive rebuild, or is it going to be a New York Rangers rebuild, right? Where they, they sent out a letter and the next year they signed Panarin or something, you know? What's it going to be? And so uh, if Marty St. Louis sticks around for the rebuild, I'm all for it. It seems like the, the, the guys love playing for him. Uh, you know, he, no systems. I like, you know, the reads. It's all, you know, good reads and stuff like that. And he doesn't want to play for the system. And why would you want to play with it? Like Dom Ducharme's system had Cole Caulfield on the fourth line because, what, they didn't trust him in top six minutes? To I, I don't get it. If you're going to have Cole Caulfield in the NHL, you got to play him on the second or first line. You got to give him power yeah. play time. Mm -hmm. And Dom Ducharme had him on the fourth line, playing nine minutes a game. That's not good at all for his yeah. development. If yeah. you're going to play him nine minutes, send him down in the NHL, AHL, let him play 22 minutes a game and get all the power play time he needs. Uh, I was I was criticizing that in our episode that I was you know criticizing Ducharme over that and Marty St. Louis came in and I said listen he's he's gonna be playing 20 minutes a game uh, first couple of games he was on the fourth line what's going on uh, and then boom first line Suzuki Josh Anderson Cole Caulfield man has found his swagger and the Canadians Eric are winning which is bad as well also bad they are one point behind Arizona on a three game winning streak I'm all for you know. This this new life in the locker room and on the ice, but man, the Canadians have to start losing again. They got to start losing close games. Close games. They're going on the road right now uh, after Buffalo, I think, or once they go back on the road, you know, lose you know a few games, three games in a row, whatever. Close though, you want to lose them close and be competitive. You don't want to get blown yeah. out seven one with Dom Ducharme as your head coach, right? That's what I want to see. But I don't want to see the Canadians, Eric, do what they do when they miss the playoffs or when they're out of playoff contention. And what I've seen them do is start winning late and get very close. And then boom, Montreal's not going to get anywhere close to the wild card, but they can't start winning. There's like 30 something, 35 games left. They have to lose like at least 20 of them, even more. I would say Eric. at least 20 of them. They got to lose, right? They have to, they cannot split or else that's going to make them go like six to last instead of, you know, they got to be in the bottom three. They got to, I want them to finish dead last, but now it's hard because who knows guys are coming back. Who knows about Edmondson when he comes But anyway, and Jeff Petrie starting to play hockey again. And so now the team is not, you know, that team when they're playing well, 
is not the shittiest team in the league, right? They're not the shittiest team in the league when that when they're playing well. Uh, guys like Caulfield, you have star talent, right? Suzuki, when he starts playing well. Josh Anderson starts picking up. Jeff Petrie picking it up. And so when those guys are playing their best hockey, Montreal's actually not the worst team in the league. They're actually, you know, they're not in the wild card, but they're there somewhere. And so uh, it's great to see these guys uh, play well, but uh, they got to start losing hockey games because I want a first overall draft pick in Montreal. Uh, and I don't want the third overall pick even though this draft doesn't really necessarily have a number one chain, right? You can argue, but yeah. his point production has dropped off and yeah, it's going to be an interesting draft. This is a scary draft. I'm getting vibes that Montreal might fuck it up again. Uh, especially if they get the third overall pick. I don't want the third overall pick. I'm tired of yeah. seeing third overall picks, Eric. We have never had a good third overall pick in modern NHL or the Canadians 2010s these last few decades. Okay. Gauchenia, Karkinyemi, like, come on, let's get the thing going. I want a first pick. But man, it's gonna be tough. Who do you take yeah, first? You know, still, this is how this is how I see. Okay, as a fan of a team that what tanking for what five years now, yeah. Um, this is how I this is how I see it for Montreal. So look, obviously you want to establish a winning culture, right? I'm telling you, winning culture is the most yes. important thing. You don't want your team to be fine with losing, and you don't want your team to be okay with you. Your uh, like the their the performance. Culture. Yeah, w- winning is always gonna be better than losing, even if all the tanking stuff. I believe winning will always be better. Like you, if you can win a game, you can win a game. But obviously, um, when you, it comes to tank, like you would rather have that topic. But I don't think, from personal experience of watching my team, I don't. Like, we we've been dead last. We've been uh, like second to last. You know, we've been in those spots. But the lot the lottery fucks us over every single time. You know, it's, I don't think yeah. it's worth. Because you're um, Detroit, man. You don't fill your fucking stadium. Gary Ben's know, like, screw you guys. We're going to give you know, first overall pick, what? So 60% capacity? <laughs> Get out of here. So, yeah, Can't have so, shit in Detroit. So w- w- what I'm saying is, literally, um, I don't think Montreal should be trying to lose, you know? So yeah, obviously, it, yeah, it's nice to have that first overall pick or, or that or finish dead last, but that doesn't guarantee the, the system also, mm-hmm. the lottery system also... Uh, well they that, increased right? they did increase yeah. the first over listen i'm all for lose like i you're right winning culture is great but there's a difference between a winning winning games and playing good hockey right you can lose hockey games and still play like still play a decent okay. solid game and yeah. which we've seen the canadians like when marty first take, took over they what lost two in a row i think but it, they were great games we saw the canadians okay kind of find their confidence yeah. right yeah. and that's what i want i want these canadians to lose close games yeah. i want them to be in i want them to play compete that's what you want really you want them to be competitive mm-hmm. right yeah. at the end of the day winning culture whatever competitive you want yeah. them to you want them uh to be competitive. you want them to see them see that they want to win right in their eyes in the way they play that they want to win a game and we were missing a lot of that under Duchamp. they just they get scored on early and poof, the rest of the game Nobody yeah. has confidence. Nobody wants yeah. to play. Nobody, you know, they just totally shut down. And, you know, so that's why I just want them to lose close games, play good hockey at the same time. Cole Caulfield keeps doing what he's doing, right? And Montreal can still have the de- last pick. And, you know, what's going to help is trade deadline. They're going to sell. They're going to trade Sherrod. Who else, you know, who knows who else they're going to trade, right? Maybe Hoffman, but they're going to lose some key pieces. And uh, so that's going to help too with the tank. But, uh, yeah. I just want, I love the team right now. I love what St. Louis is saying, what he's doing in the locker room and stuff like that on the ice, off the ice. But man, they cannot leap teams. They cannot lead, let alone Arizona and let alone fucking Buffalo and fucking Ottawa. I do not want to jump those guys, even though they have a good lead on us. I don't want it. They have to lose like 20 of their last 35 games. Close though, close game. And that's what I want to see from the Canadians, but it's going to be fun. This is fun. 
I love watching the games now. Man, there were so many games I turned off, Eric, just because you know it's five one in the second, five zero, you know, in the first, or four nothing yeah. in the first, and shut up. These are great games to watch. I'm loving the hockey I'm seeing, uh, and so uh, it, it's great as a Habs fan. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's it for me. That's how I. That's how I want this year to end. First overall pick, okay. Cole Caulfield with. 20 goals at the end of the season because he picks up the yeah. pace and Suzuki picks up the pace and then boom, first overall pick. And you still get some rebuild pieces in the next year. Who knows what happens? Well, who knows what happens next year? Who knows? No, no. Okay, but the thing with the rebuild is I don't think Montreal right now, if you look at their young prospects and their young player, I don't think they have enough. Like there's not really that many young players other than Cole Caulfield, uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, Romanov. I don't know about Kaden Gooley. That's the future. Kaden Gooley's there. Kaden Gooley. But I don't know. That's what. Okay. Yeah. Kaden Gooley. Yeah. Okay. But that's not, you know what I mean? Like, there's not that many. So that's why you have to. They have some. They have some depth. um, You'd be surprised about this. Trade your assets. You know, trade those uh, those vets. I think you're delayed. You're delayed. (laughs) It's delayed. But anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, you trade. I don't know what you were saying, but you, you do trade your assets and uh, uh, they will trade their assets. And then next year, they have a good farm system, Eric. You'd be surprised. Uh, they got some good got some good uh, draft picks, but man, uh, they got to have a big draft here and there's going to be a big impact, impactful player that they're going to get. And so before Eric's internet completely shuts down, uh, we're going to end the episode here. Uh, it's been another episode of the Stibben Zang Show. Uh, thank you for listening on Spotify or watching here on YouTube. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And me, myself, next week, my set will be a little different, Eric. It won't be the same set that we're accustomed to because I will be going now yeah. to school uh, in Toronto. And so I will be in my dorm. It's going to look a little different. But yeah, just a heads up. And so it's going to be interesting. Uh, completely new set. You know, I'm used to this wall, this chair, this desk. And it's going to be hard to change. And so uh, we'll, we'll yeah. see. But uh, thanks, everyone for listening or watching and we'll see you guys in the next episode roll the outro